Hello, my name is Robert J. Rosenthal. I'm the managing editor at the San Francisco Chronicle, and you are listening to a podcast from the San Francisco Chronicle. I'm Tim Goodman. Welcome to this week's installment of the TV Talk Machine, and uh, a little different take today. As you well know, we have uh, our ongoing guest, Joe Garifoli, who plays Question Boy. Uh, Joe uh, kindly puts up with the abuse of having to ask me <laughs> email <laughs> questions from readers. But Joe is, in fact, the uh, Chronicle's media writer. And uh, for all intents and purposes, prior to that, I had actually been the media critic, media writer for the paper for a number of years, kind of uh, filling both jobs. And so you and I have had uh, sort of extensive knowledge of covering media. And of course, uh, Monday, the tragedy in uh, Virginia Tech, I think we should um, dedicate some time today in this podcast to talking about that and media coverage and use uh, uh, some of your knowledge and, uh, and mine and, and kind of try to try to talk about the coverage and how it can be better, things that were falling down and, and maybe if we're coming out of it now uh, as the week goes on. So let's just start uh, outside of the fact that, you know, it was a story that grew in, as the tragedy worsened throughout the day, it just sort of grew. When you started watching it, what, what were your impressions that you got out of it? This is this is uh, kind of weird in the way, I was looking at it through viewer habits, mm-hmm. in the way where people went to for the news. And I, yesterday I was on the phone with Jeff Jarvis, who's the buzz machine, Mr. Citizen Journalism and such. And he had a couple of takes. But one thing he said that struck me, he goes, when I come home from work today, I'm going to turn on the television. Mm-hmm. And he goes, there's some things that the big guys, that the you know, mainstream traditional media still do well, and you still look to them for context and such, and that's stories like this. But it was really a convergence of like old media and new media. The old media may have been there, and CNN sent like 100 people to yeah. Blacksburg. Right. But what the reporters were relying on, they were going to Facebook to find people. They were going to social networks to find people. Mm. Some of the, uh, the students, the first things they were doing were blogging. They, right. were, they were sending emails to each other. They were texting each other. And so it was, it was really a, one of the first examples on a, on a major, major news story where you saw old and nude media coming together. I mean, there's been flashes of that in the Lebanon War last year and uh, the bombings on the train and, or in the bus in London. But this is, uh, and of course, the, the cell phone video from uh, that student that right. CNN showed over, what, over four, time. 500 times. Yeah. Right. Um, so it, it was an interesting, it was, it was a flash of the future, I think. Yeah, and, and, and sort of the, uh, the irony of that is that, um, you know, uh, Virginia Tech was sort of knocked, and I, I probably unfairly, because I'm sure a lot of schools have not adopted this yet, but about the, about the only thing that I saw sort of mid, you know, even, even by 10, 11 o'clock that night, there was such repetition and little advancement of the story, which was a problem, uh, I thought, and I wrote about that in my Wednesday Chronicle column. But the most important thing I gleaned out of that was, was an expert who said, look, it's hard to lock down a campus. We heard that word a lot, lock down a campus. It's hard to do that. Um, they sent out emails to, to the students, but what they really should have done was sent out text messages. Uh, because it's a whole, that, you know, I, I, it's weird because I find myself on the other end. Of, I hate text messaging, and I, but I'm just of a different generation. I, I don't yeah. feel like I'm old, but I'm, I don't want to text on my phone. I just, it just annoys me. Right. But the college crowd, I mean, they live on that. So right. that's. Every, and everybody's carrying one, and it's, and it's a way to quickly get the word out. You're not always logged on to your computer or near a computer. You're not always uh, near a television. People, some people said, what if there was a campus wide PA system? Well, yeah, but that's, that's kind of not as effective as text messages. And I think we're going to see that's one you know, good thing that may come out of this is that 
more campuses may adopt something like that. Yeah, they, instead of just doing an email blast, they'll be sending it to their phones as well. I mean, yeah. but that brings in all, all kinds of issues that uh, privacy issues. But we don't have to get into that just yet. Uh, you know, I, the thing that struck me uh, when I watched it, and uh, and I talked about it in my Wednesday column, was, you know, it's it's easy, and I think that you actually had some complaints about this too. It's easy, I think, to bash the uh, the cable channels for this wall to wall coverage and not advancing it. Uh, but as I talked about in the column, is that you know this is what they do, and, and it's really hard for them to switch out of 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 this pattern because you know they sort of live for this. I, I, the metaphor I had was you know they're they're tapping their feet, they're right. waiting for the big right. news story. They fill twenty four hours. You know this is not network news, right. which I've called a dinosaur in the past. Still believe that, although I think the networks did a really good job of handling it sort of in measure. You know, just in in mm. measurable well, bits and pieces yeah. of it. I don't I don't think that they uh, that they covered it. You know, they didn't saturate. Not not as much, but there still were the, the, most of their newscasts, their expanded newscasts, and, and they, they went there all the time. My problem with it is, okay, here is, it, this is a horrible tragedy and everything, but there's also a war going on, right. two, two wars going on that the United States is involved in. There's uh, a million other stories in the world. And um, finally, this morning, it, this is uh, Wednesday morning, CNN and, and Fox are just starting to do other stories. But they could have used, you know, with all the scrawls and the graphics mm. on TV, why not use that same, we don't have anything new to report, but maybe an update at, in 10 minutes on the latest from Virginia Tech and write about, you know, the latest, what's going on in Iraq. CNN called Anderson Cooper home from Afghanistan, where the United States is spending billions of dollars to report on this horrible tragedy, awful tragedy, where 33 people died. Right. I, I don't know. I, I think there might there maybe should be a reexamination of priorities, you know, news priorities here. Yes, that's what the networks do, but or the cable outlets do, but maybe they should just use the technology they have to better package the news. Right. But just for some clarity about about how they how the two differ, differ and, and not to speak down to people, but the difference is that the networks are not going to pull away in the middle of the uh, of the day. Right. Almost for anything. There's money to be made. There's money to be made. Yeah. They're not going to pull off their soaps. They'll yeah. do some updates, but they're not going to go wall. They don't. They're not built to right. go wall to wall coverage. It's, it's not a money maker for them because right. they're a broadcaster. They're not niche like a 24 hour cable channel. Mm-hmm. But what I was impressed with is that, a, that the networks did a little bit of that. They per, they did the most of their coverage on this story, which I think is justifiably so. This was yes. you know the biggest shooting in the worst US shooting. Season. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, see, I just like to see the cable networks do the same thing. They could right. say, let's we'll cut into this. Come back to the story. When there's new news, right? And they didn't, and I and I totally agree with you. I, I think the networks did do that. They at least covered like the you know the storm. They went to they went back to Iraq. The cable channels didn't, and 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 I have two takes on that. One, I totally agree with you that they should, and that's what I wrote my column with. Mm-hmm. Is that you know you just can't flood the zone as they say and saturate it when when there's no right. when you're not advancing the story, and uh, that that to me is 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 the biggest problem. You have to cut away. But I will say on the on the business end of it, I kind of get where they're coming from. Yeah, absolutely. This is their moment. This yeah. is their big thing. And if they cut away and the rest of America tunes in and finds that they're talking about Iraq, which, you know, again, a big, big news story for journalists and for this country, but there's definitely war, war fatigue. Yes. So they don't, yes. not another day. I want to find out what's going on in Virginia. Right. And, and, and so they'll cut away. And once you cut away from a, from a 24-hour news program who's a big moment, yeah. somebody's job's and, on the line. And here's... And, and as you said in your column, they're mm-hmm. not going to cut away. And here's why. Fox's viewership Monday was up 115%. Mm-hmm. CNN up 186%. That's, which is about, they're all day uh, numbers, about uh, 
was it one one point four million people watch all day? MSNBC.com, which also has a cable network, of course, uh, had fifteen point three million unique views, viewers, thirty seven percent increase over its previous record. Wow! So I mean, people were going to these places. Yeah. So it's, it's it's a habit. Yeah, I don't be, you know I don't believe in this. I can see the logic, and that's what I was kind of trying to get at. It's like you and I agreed that you know, cut away. There's more going on, especially when it's just you know. Yeah. And people do watch in this chunk, and then it becomes a wallpaper. It's right. that cell phone video over and over again. Yeah. And it's just, you know, the scenes of pulling you know, the students out, the, the stills, and then it's right. just people walking around, and it's the same guy hiding behind a van. Right. It's all this kind of stuff. But on the other hand, if you're the news director, right? Makes cash. Yeah, and you got to answer uh, to the, this corporation that's saying, what the hell are you doing? You know, everybody is up 186%, and you yeah. want to go to Iraq? Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, know? see, I, I know, but I, again, going back to that, you can use the the graphics and and say here's an update or a split screen even or something. Right. You know, right. maybe one screen. half mm-hmm. one half could be a graphics uh, screen. Yesterday was the low point though, because it, it's it's very interesting fr- to see how the media works. So now, so with the uh, the shooter is identified, so then right. they immediately try to put together a profile, and and they're airing everything. Right. You know, everything. CNN talked with the postman. From the family, okay, the postman, and so they asked him, and the postman says, "Like, well, I I didn't know any of the kids uh, in the family, and they seem, you know, like nice folks." Uh, right. Well, they always and, seem and like nice like, folks. Yeah, they it? always seem like. But okay, then don't do that. Leave it in the notebook. Right. Leave it in the notebook. Uh, Which is what to, to make the argument. This is what print journalists do. They go out and they interview a whole bunch of people, and if you get nothing, you don't use it. Whereas right. the television cable is just going to say, "Oh, we got the mailman. Put them on." Get the We've got the Fox doesn't have the mailman yet. Get yeah, the mailman. I get the mailman. Yeah, it's just, it's all about gets. Now, uh, if we're going to critique the cable channels, which is my job, and to say, all right, you know, this is this you're not doing anything this time that you haven't done in a previous strategy. How how do you make it better? A couple of things that I was saying were you're going to have to pull away at some point, and I know it's hard because you know your job's on the line and the money on the line. You have to pull away. You to broaden out. I think the split screen is good. I mean, if they're going to put run that scrawl on the bottom, which I find incredibly yes. annoying. Ugh. You know, you can do a split screen, or you yeah. can say, you know, I like the idea of saying, uh, coming back in like a minute. We're back in th- six minutes with another update. Right. Uh, and meanwhile, we're gonna, here's what's going on in Iraq. You kind of, I think a viewer can go with that. They don't feel, uh, the people who make the news don't feel that, that they can do that. But I right. think that you'll go with it, you know? And people are going to the web for their instant updates. That's the thing. People, if I wanted to find out, okay, uh, how many, what's the latest number of people killed? Right. Have they identified the guy who shot them? I'll go online, right? You know, to sfgate.com. Absolutely, sfgate.com. Right. right. Yes, <laughs> we're contractually obligated yes, to I say think that. That's uh, our jobs. On now the that line. we're running ads on yeah. the front page. All right. Well, that's all right. Phil's not listening. Yeah, this, he's not. He? We've already talked to him about that. Yeah. Uh, you know. So anyway, how to make it different? I think is is one of the things that's going to face the, the the cable industry. And the other knock I had on it is that in the print world, you're working on ten different stories at the same time. You know, you'll you'll work on the tragedy. You'll try to get the ID. Why did, why didn't they lock down the university? You have all this kind of stuff, but you'll also have four or five reporters who are looking for quote unquote second day stories. You know, how does it impact the community? What was the technology involved, et cetera, et cetera. During the saturation point, don't you think the time could, that they could be better spent doing what print print people do? I mean, if you're going to send a right. hundred people to Virginia, yeah, at the most, let's say you've got. 60 working on the saturation coverage, which, which you know, I watched it all. It's at a glacial pace. There's almost no updates. Ugh, no. The anchor's talking circles. That's another thing I pointed out. 
if you're running one of these networks, if you're the news director or, or the chairman, you've got to say, look, if you just talk about nothing and over and over again, you look like an idiot. You make us look like an idiot. Right. Let's, you know, let's move the story. And I think you've got to have the people on the ground. This is why I think the advanced planning on the cable networks haven't changed in decades. Have people on the ground working on those stories. They may not get on the air the first night. They may not get on the air even in the first 12 hours. But maybe you've got to end up with a package that nobody else does. Right. You know, I mean, obviously, they had the roommates talking today. Yes. Anderson Cooper had the roommates, I guess, last night. And, right. Um, and, they have, and they have had uh, CNN for their, uh, to give them some props. They had uh, Dr. Sanjay uh, Gupta, Gupta um, there talking about mental health issues. And they had this, some other uh, mental health uh, person on staff. And so they have, there has been a little bit of an effort to, to broaden this into a story like, okay, what can we learn from this? It's a mass uh, homicide. It's right. a horrible incident. Where do we take it from here? What can we learn from this? And and then of course you go to the uh, the politicians jump in on the scene. You can always flash to Washington and say this is a gun control issue. No, right. it isn't. And blah 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 blah. Right. Um, and the rest of the world talked about us it being an absolutely. Gun That's issue. the international coverage was right. all about us. They said uh, how many times I was a Guardian or something uh, in the UK said how many times does America have to have to have this story happen before they toughen their gun laws. You right. know, in England, there's, what, 45 homicides a year or something right. like that? Yeah, it's like nothing. It's the same thing with Japan. Now, what, now to, about the bad part of it, because you know, I, I went into it starting to say, you know, this is what they do. I'm going to give them a free pass, but I'm also going to say, here's how to fix it. Um, I, I know you watch a lot, too. What, what were some of the things you saw which were terrible? I'll, I'll start with mine. I, th- I think the low point for me, and this should surprise nobody, Nancy Grace... The intro to the Nancy Grace show. I couldn't even go there. Oh, it's brutal. I watched it. I watched it live with my boss here at the paper. Um, they had the the cell phone video of the kid. Now everybody's has used that a thousand times in the day. And CNN ended up hiring the guy and called him an eye reporter or whatever, probably to get the exclusive on it. So they had the, the footage, but instead of just showing the footage. They turned it like different colors. They shook it around even more than he was shaking it around. They they put color on it. They they did it. What's that thing where you uh, uh, almost like an X-ray where everything's turned white on the outside? It was just so tawdry. And you know, it's like isn't thirty something people dead tragic enough? Isn't that like shocking and titillating? Shocking enough? Why why turn this video into something that it's not? And uh, right. so that was bad. Also, like the the anchors and they didn't have their best anchors. A lot of these channels. MSNBC, Court TV, all these people didn't have their best anchors on in the day. They, just, they never really do. But to, to have a, there was a woman I don't like. I think it was on CNN who said, "Okay, what we want you to do is listen to the sounds on this video." And I was just like, "Oh, that that well, was driving me crazy." Put, put, put down the sledgehammer. Yeah, and exactly. And then the, and then I don't know how many times I heard this. When we come back, we're going to walk you through. Oh, yes. The, yeah. the TikTok, as we yeah. refer to it exactly. in this business. Walk me through. Yeah. They, and, of course, in a span of an hour, they walk me through the killings of like a hundred times. Like yeah. I'm an adult. Yeah, yeah. And, again, it goes back to the repetition and stuff. What I, one of the things that I didn't like on CNN, they call it terror. Terror mm-hmm. in Virginia. Right. Once again, it's all about fear-mongering. Right. Fear, fear. We're fearful in this country. It's an orange alert, red alert. Terror in Virginia. Yeah. Stay inside your home, everyone, yeah. even though this is a, happening in an isolated campus. Yeah. You know, 3,000 miles Bloodbath away from us. Bloodbath in Blacksburg or yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Do we need it? CBS. We, we talked oh. about this. The CBS uh, logo. which On they the had CBS.com. Uh, right. CBS.com. 
It was a school crossing sign, like the yellow school crossing kind with kids walking across the street with bullet holes through it. Uh, oh, come on. Number one, these are, these are not, uh, fear mongering, number one, these are not uh, children. Right. I mean, they're, they're young people, but they're not children. Yeah, so it's they, not the, cr- it's, the crossing uh, thing indicates children. Yeah, it was just. Come on. Yeah, and, and it's, it's insulting, and it's and it's and it's fear mongering, and it's and it's exploitative in a way. Right, and one of the things that I, you know, I'm jaded, and I've covered so many of these tragedies, and there's always it's you know, on the one hand, it's like oh god, there's a race to to, to identify your logo immediately to have like a slogan. You know, is it gonna is it a bloodbath? Is it terror? Is it a rampage? Shooting rampage? What is it? And Fox really early on had. The, the sniper bullet sights, and, and, and it was like Bloody Rampage or something. I thought, ah, oh, come on, where's the restraint? I'm, I, but, you know, those people are separate from, I'm not saying that, you know, the people who are calling the shots are doing a great job in the newsroom either, but, you know, that's, that's the promotion side, and they, they have nothing to do with the news side, but still, yeah. bad, bad. Now, did you, uh, and the other thing, did you watch Katie at all, Katie Couric? No, I did not watch uh, Katie. I was sticking with the cable folks. Good for you. Well, I had to watch Katie because, you know, this is, this is a defining moment for Katie. That's this right. Is, this is her first big uh, all day, all night uh, tragedy. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, of course, for me, this was, uh, you know, I don't like her and I kind of despise her, I guess you could kind of say. <laughs> we, can, we might take that word. And I thought, oh, God, no. Because the reason, people say, why do you hate Katie Kirk so much? The reason is Columbine. When she was at Columbine, she milked those students, those mm-hmm. high school students. She just milked the tears out of them for ratings. This is you your, know, as you call it, her sad clown. Her sad clown face. Yeah. And it just, the frustrating part of that for me was to see in Columbine that she was doing this as a rating stunt. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in that age, you know, they're, they've never been on TV before. Right. You know, they're grieving. 14, and she'd say, what, well, you know, how was it, how did it feel when, you know, so-and-so was shot in front of you? Or what was it like to be in the classroom? And I thought, oh, God, here we go again. Because as we say, Columbine on campus, or the college Columbine is what people are calling this. Right. And sure enough, sure, there she was, uh, sitting down with uh. people. That were, she found a guy who got shot and talked to him about his experience. And I, I want to ask you this question, because uh, you've covered all kinds. You've covered Jer- uh, Dahmer yes. back in Milwaukee. And you've, you're no stranger to having to go knock on people's doors. With, not fun. Yeah, yes. not fun. You're dead. Uh, Knock knock, your your son was. We just found his ID. Right, you know, and it's just ID. brutal. But what is this? Uh, you know, just from a journalism's perspective, uh, and but particularly on television, why do we have this need to ask people about their grief? Like, how, almost like the traditional tacky question: How did it feel when you so and so got shot? I think the the answer is, and and not one that I necessarily agree with, because I having done a million of these type of stories, I I. It's the worst part of this job mm. is uh, people apparently uh, empathize with mm. this. They, they see this horrible tragedy, you know, once removed on television, and they want to, talk, they want to hear from people uh, who have had the emotional, firsthand emotional connection, and they want to hear it from their mouths, and maybe they can connect with them in some way. I don't know. It, I, it was always the worst thing to, to knock, have to knock on somebody's door and and ask them, how does it feel? And it's, you know, for a print reporter, as I've been you know, all my life, it's uh, one thing, but to do it on TV is... Yeah. It's to do it, and, and, and yeah, and that's... And it's, I it's, think, I've got to say, it's much more powerful on television because you're seeing it. Right. And soon we will be doing that uh, ourselves because we'll be having more video on our sites and yeah. and we'll be carrying cameras and all that kind oh, of stuff. Oh, God. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, I know. We'll, we'll be crawling all of a sudden. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that I, I, that I just have a hard time with is the... Yeah. 
the exploitation of the grief, because I can never see it as looking for a better understanding of the grief. I cannot either, even though I have uh, been doing it. No, I, it, just, it just seems to me like it's so obvious. It's like, you know, well, how do you think I felt? I just, my whole classroom just got shot up. Yep. You know, she, and like Katie Kirk said, you know, you know so uh, what, was it like, what was it like? You know, and, and, and how about your classmates and your teacher? And she knew that they were all dead. Right. And, and she's trying to elicit this from him. She's not the only one. I'm not going to pin it on her. I, I do think that, you know, it brings out the worst in her when she comes to these things. But same for Anderson Cooper, who's flying here. Right. You know, he's, as we saw in, in Katrina, he's going to go right for the emotions as well. Yeah. But the I can't help but to see it as less people needing to see grief because it's so obvious, but an exploitation of it. For Absolutely. Ratings. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And it's it's a get, as you say. It's a get. It's a get. I got the roommates. And now I've seen the roommates on a couple of different. Oh shows. yeah, roommates yeah. are everywhere now. And, uh, where, and where does this go from here? I mean, well, hopefully, here's here's where it never goes from here. Right. And here's where I'm hoping it will go from here. And I, I may do something this later this week. Will they keep up the public pressure on some of the more serious issues here, and uh, will it lead to some kind of public policy? Because politicians listen when there's media pressure, when there's public pressure. Will it go there? And. Um, Will there be an, you know, a serious discussion of some of the issues? Will there be a serious discussion of mental health issues on camp- kids on campus? How do you determine who they are if they have mental health issues? How do you get them help? What can parents do? Um, what about the gun laws? Are they fair? Are they accurate? Are they too restrictive, restrictive enough? I mean, that's what I'd love to see. I'm a little bit wonky, as you know. Right. But uh, I'd like to see it, take it beyond that. We, we, you know, there's a million stories of heroism and all that stuff, and that's nice to see and, and all that stuff. But let's take it beyond that. Right. But, all, you know, we'll see. This is the time where that type of discussion should start. Yeah. Well, I, you know, just to sort of wrap this part up, I mean, the, the thing that kind of gets me uh, in all of this is that of all the tragedies, we've almost not seen anything new as far as coverage. I would really like to see somebody, I mean, they're not paying me to come up with ideas how to change the network. I'm not running a network or a cable channel. But some way to cover, to sit down in a time when there's nothing going on, have your meetings and say, all right, on our next tragedy, whether it's a plane crash or it's a hostage situation or another school shooting, how are we going to cover this in a way that's going to separate us from everybody else. I think that needs to be covered. That's going forward. That needs to be covered. How, um, how about how about this? Let's bring it back to Jeff Jarvis where we where we started. He said the next major tragedy like this will be covered live, mm. where you know you have uh, Jamal with his uh, cell phone, right, uh, recording the shots and downloading that. But pretty soon, we will have the technology and the ability to someone, a citizen journalist, will be there and and just. Tap into it, start filming on your on your phone or your you know camera of some yeah, sort, camcorders, yeah, and start uploading it right away. And yeah. we will be, have live coverage of something like this. I mean, yeah. can you imagine that? That well, is going to be reality TV, right? And that also brings into this whole thing where we talked about money and and how, when do you turn away and when do you pause? The networks are going to be a little more judicious. I think they've got a better news team. The cable channels are going to be really pressed to sort of say, let's run this unfiltered. Yeah. You know, let's just well, keep it rolling. Maybe, you know, in the future, as we as we get our television through the computer, we'll have CNN, we'll have a uh, a breaking news channel. So right. you can watch this to your heart's content. And maybe if you'd like to 
you know, hear about the rest of the world, hear about maybe poverty in the rest <laughs> right. of the world, or the, the homeless, the destitute, the wars. Right. You can watch that on CNN regular. Yes. Well, and somebody once said that there will be a war channel at some point. I think that's I, that's coming up. I think that is not far from the truth. Where well, we were on our soapboxes and high horses today. Wow, well, let's get off this. Serious, let's, let's talk uh, about very how's serious it. podcast. We're bumming people out. This is. I, do you think is anyone listening at this point? Uh, you know what? They might. They may have been. They never listen when we're serious. But we're gonna we're gonna shift gears now. Should they, uh, maybe there should be a disclaimer at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> right. The disclaimer is going to say. Uh, the five weeks of just two monkeys in a room unprepared talking about people being in their shorty robes, it will ill-prepare you for the serious discussion that you're yeah, about this, to hear. This is, this is viewer whiplash. Yeah, I mean, what do they expect? We're, we're, we're clowns, uh, and then we, we actually showed our true stripes, which is we, yeah. we've covered media for a long if we, time. If we didn't laugh, we'd cry. That's this right. what we always you gotta, say. You've got to laugh to keep from crying. All right, well, we're going to uh, transition now to television. We're just going to keep it... Uh, uh, a little rundown. Um, you know, we'll put you back now into the question boy status. And why don't you ask me about a couple of shows? This is the seamless transition uh, and how they're doing. Because, uh, you know, essentially all this, these shows are getting the most mail. So essentially what I'm doing is condensing. Just quick updates. On quick, I'm, I'm condensing hundreds of emails about each of these shows to you can give me <laughs> updates. All right. How about The Sopranos? We've, we're two episodes into the season thus far. And uh, what, where are we at right now? Well, I, I I love it. I mean, there's two two out of nine, so seven more to go. You're watching. As oh well. my god, every, uh-huh. every second. Yeah, love it. Of course, you you you, you benefited from my having the uh, DVD <laughs> in <laughs> advance as well. <laughs> but yeah, no, I love it. I think that um, the podcast that we did with the uh, Critics Roundtable, and I got a lot of great feedback from that. Uh, a lot of emails, not not necessarily comments that were on the blog, but though they were. And I think that uh, Dave Walker at Times Picayune, New Orleans Times Picayune. And Matt Roush at USA Today came up with, I thought, um, the best scenario. I don't think it's going to happen. You know, I, I've said I think Tony should die. I have a belief that, you know, Christopher is probably going to die. Um, I have, I, there's a lot of things that could pan out and, and certainly are hinting that way. But these two critics, friends of mine, basically said, wouldn't it be great if, you know, in 1999, David Chase opened a window on this world? And that in 2007, in June, when the final episodes, it just, the window just closes. Yes, and it's not I, about resolution. I'm, I totally subscribe to that. I hope that happens. And of course, with the whacking in the penultimate episode. Yes, there's always got to be something. And it's probably even the Christopher. There's got to be somebody whacked in the episode, the penultimate, the episode before the end. Yeah, ha- and it has to last. count. And Christopher right now sounds like it's a, it looks like the whacking that count. Polly, Sill, all those guys. That's not who cares about it if they get and, whacked. Polly's into some stuff with the Guatemalan. Yeah, but I think it would have to be um, have to be like a, a ra- an order on of like a Ralphie whacking. Yeah, or or, or a, AJ. Adriana, or oh, AJ. Wow, yeah. yeah, that could be uh, that could be interesting because it would really cut to the heart of both families, right? Maybe you know Tony's family, family, and yeah. then his. I, there's so many ways that, that the Sopranos could go. Uh, I, I did uh, annoy a lot of people on my well, not a lot of people, but some certain amount of people on the blog and my current Sopranos deconstruction, where I said, you know what, it's my least interesting thing to read. I read all my comments on everything else, but the Sopranos one, I have my own beliefs about where it's going what kind of show it is, what quality it is, and I said to people, you know, I don't really care what you think. And uh, that pissed some people off. Way to embrace the readers. I know. Way to, way to give this them is a about heart. a community building we're, we're here. Normally it is, but just for this show, I had to, read, I had to go back on after I re- people were kind of sensitive, and some people were like, I'm, I'm leaving, I'm not coming back. Oh. Uh, yeah. so, All uh, right, how about the riches? Yes, the you riches. You're very high on the riches. Yeah, and, then we, and, the, and the great thing about the riches is I was able to uh, recently do a reevaluation of the riches because it had the first three episodes, what I based my initial review on, thought it was 
brilliant, going a lot of different directions. And the second two episodes got a little dicey. Um, uh, suspension of belief. I think the show still has a pro- one of the problems of the show is that it has a hard time balancing its drama with its comedy, and it's using its com- comedic jokes at the expense of the believability of its drama. So I, I still think they should never have made him a lawyer because that's a little too hard to believe. I would like to have him BSing his way in and out of situations, but having him be just a little bit more believable. I think that's the I think that's the key. And uh, but I'm still on board. The Rich is a, is a great series, and um, they did a, a marathon recently, and a lot of people sort of got back on, which is good. What about Lost? Lost, uh, after faltering much of its uh, early part of the year, and it was a victim of that scheduling quirk, uh, you know, I'm on board. Uh, it's funny, because these, these shows have the, the, the most uh, polarizing effect on, on viewers. The Sopranos, everybody's got how they want it to end. You know, everybody wants there to be more whackings. And I think it's, not, it's never been a show about that, but, you know, since 1999, when I've told people, that's not the show. That, but that's the show they like, so you can't tell them that's not what the show's about or what makes the show great. So same thing with Lost. People want more speed. They want more resolution. And really part of it is this is the show that's it's a snail's pace, and the mythology is sort of what makes it good. I know you want answers. The balance is getting how many answers do you get as you move forward. Are you getting them fast enough? I, I'm like, you know what? We're in a fast-paced world. Let me just slow down, make it cool, make it interesting, and that's, you know, that's, I, I, I love it. Now, speaking of pace, what about 24? You're, are you, you're off the bandwagon. There, I'm done. Right? I'm done. done. Speak no more you're not of gonna, it. You're not going to tune in for the last couple episodes? Well, I have got a, a flurry, of, and that's the reason I concluded it. This, I have a flurry of emails from people who said, okay, look, you've missed three episodes, and they were all bad. But they wrapped up these terrible storylines, and they've, Jack is back. Now he's moving on towards, towards Audrey and the Chinese. You've got to come back. It's, it's picking yeah. up its pace. One thing about 24, for a serial drama, you can always kind of Pick it up later in the season. You can. I mean, because you just got to know that something hokey happened the week before, but Jack's still alive. Absolutely. He hasn't pissed. He hasn't eaten. Everything remains the same. Hasn't changed his clothes. Oh, he's he not... has changed his clothes a couple times this year. Has he really? Yeah, he's, he's, he's wow. been a little bit more regular. Yeah, I'm sure the wardrobe people were, they weren't making their pay. And how about Tudor? Well, Tudor's on Showtime. I'm bringing that up because people, that's, you know, that's a, a, a one that you know, leads into this discussion of, is it time for Showtime? And uh, Tudor's is great. Love it. Getting a little bit uh, flimsy on the historical part of it. I mean, they essentially took two sisters and made them into one, kind of a composite thing. But really not as taken as many liberties as Rome did. Uh, not quite the show that Rome is, totally different. And I've, as I said before in the blog, not afraid to say it, totally gay for Jonathan Rees Myers. Really? Totally gay for him. Is, yeah. he, is he supplanting uh, Cooney on your, on your uh, man-lust uh, list? It's for, yeah, for the man-love list. I think that they're man-lust, yes. It's... Uh, no. I mean, Cooney's still the man. Yeah. But I, I got to tell you, Jonathan Rhys Myers wow, has... Uh, really? What is it about him? He's, the, the dude's sexy, man. He's, really? he's got a great body. He, they got the, the, the wardrobe, the person who does the wardrobe uh, to uh, make this even, you know, you know, more my gayness is that, you know, I think she's going to get an Emmy. It's just, the, it's just the costumes are fantastic. Really? Yes. This is a peek inside the shorty robe. Well, it's a peek you. inside the shorty robe. Does anyone want to go there? But it's funny because all my gay friends who are critics, and there's a lot of them, uh, have said, God, you're really like all over the show. And I know the costumes and Jonathan Reese Myers, and I was like, you know what? He's getting it done. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's good. He's getting it done. I'm still interested that's, in that's it. Good. That, that's good. Uh, that may attract some viewers. Yeah. And, but, you know, it brings up this point because I think Showtime is really there. People are saying, oh, a lot of stuff leaving on, on, on uh, HBO. Do I switch over? Well, hey. I would take this opportunity to say, go out right now, because it's out. Go buy the first season DVD of Brotherhood. 
which is the Irish politician slash mob drama on Showtime. So now's the time to get down to Virgin Megastore or Amazon or whatever and get uh, Brotherhood and uh, check that out before Showtime runs it at the end of this month. And now let's uh, take some calls. Hi, Tim. My name is uh, Doug McKinnon. I listen to you in KFOG, but I was, uh, it's Friday night, 9 o'clock, uh, 6 degrees. I've been happy that that's back on TV, but I notice it's not on tonight at 9 o'clock. Uh, Wife Swap is back in. Too bad. It's a great show, I thought. Very fun, very entertaining, but all the yuppies in New York. So um, wish I could find out why. Thanks. Bye. Doug McKinnon. Well, Doug. I think that uh, Doug, Doug, was he calling on a Friday night at nine? I don't. He might. He might think right. that we are here manning the TV talk machine uh, lines, which mostly we are. It's, yeah, a, it's, it's sixteen just, out of twenty-four hours at least, uh, five out of seven days. So he, then, he saw the show wasn't on, and immediately he called the the TV talk show machine number, which is what is it? TV? What's the number? You know again? what the number? Which is a, I'm glad you brought that up. Is one eight 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 SFC because that says San Francisco Chronicle, but we like to say Sucker Free City SFC. TV TM TV Talk Machine. So you know that's people need to uh, call that up. We'll, we'll answer a lot more questions next time. But t- to answer his question, oh, six degrees. It was off and it lost in the shuffle. It was off. They brought it back. I think they brought it back because Bridget Moynihan was pregnant with uh, uh, Brady's ba- uh, Tom Brady's baby. She is, you know. Oh, and, that's excellent. Yeah, and once that became like that's... in the. I'm serious. Once that became in the tabloids and everything was really? talking about, they, oh yeah, shameless pandering to her personal life. They said, "Let's bring it back," in her. Wow. and they brought it back, and it, for like one episode, and they pulled it. It's dead. Six degrees is not coming back. Hi, Tim. This is Jim Thomas calling from Belmont. Uh, I'm curious of what's going on at CNN News. Uh, I noticed that Jeff Greenfield is uh, leaving for CBS, and. Um, why was he reduced to just making guest appearances on CNN? You know, I'm also curious whatever happened to Aaron Brown. I always liked him. I understand why they thought Anderson Cooper had some youth appeal, but why did they keep Brown, uh, Wolf Blitzer over Brown? That, that, that always escaped me, too. Uh, any other comments on CNN News? I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Wow, so we, we've got both of us here. We could probably tackle this. I, I'll, I'll talk, tackle. Uh, well, do you know anything about uh, Jeff? Why Jeff Greenfeld's leaving? I do not know why yeah. Jeff Greenfeld's going to see. He he was underused at at uh, CNN. I like Jeff Greenfield. I yeah. mean, he can be a little bit, you know, a little bit pompous, but a little, a little bit pompous. Himself. And he was uh, he was he was around for election stuff. Mm-hmm. So and and I don't think they used him as much around uh, other politics. They have a they have a pretty. Um, pretty deep political team and i guess they felt he was superfluous yeah or he felt he wasn't being used enough yeah. and, and moved on i do like him though i think he's smart i think he's good for television wolf blitzer my theory on wolf blitzer is he is he is kept at cnn strictly to entertain me <laughs> he is only there for me to laugh at because i you know if i have trouble and i need something solved in my life i go to the situation room with wolf and um just to quickly uh, recap once when we saw wolf blitzer uh one of my favorite things down at the press tour he was taking his uh, his uh, cell phone and using it like a like a military walkie-talkie. Uh, Roger that he would say, uh, and then he was getting into the elevators. So I saw him get in the elevators like three times, and a lot of people in LA just get in the elevators and they talk, but not Wolf. He'd say right before you're getting stand by and get in there. Jesus. And of course, you know we're in the elevator just pissing our pants. Stand by, and now I do that all the time at home. But anyway, Wolf Blitzer is uh, I don't know why they kept him around. Um, Lastly, the other anchor was Aaron Brown. Aaron Brown, yes, uh, my wife's favorite, all-time favorite. I love Aaron Brown. A lot of people never got into his folksy stuff. Yeah, he's I'm, teaching a class at uh, Arizona State University. Is he really? Yeah. Well, he. I, I think we talked about this during one of the war things. He, he's not the wartime anchor, 
Right. Yeah. And and this is your theory. This is I like my theory. This theory. Yeah. He's not the wartime anchor. Very smart guy. Good perspective on everything. But CNN, if you're going to be a cable news network, you're going to come in after the hard hard news story of the day. And that's as we talked about earlier. That's what the niche they're carving out. You don't want folksy right there. Right. And he's a, he's a good newsman. I mean, he's very a good, very man. very good reporter and and writer and all that stuff. But it, a little more, uh, should we say the. PBS type. A little of the PBS type. I liked him. Oh. And I thought I think that there is a sort of a gravitas uh, vacuum on, on news right now. And uh, he would certainly fill it. I like him. He's teaching class. Don't worry about him. He's still getting paid by CNN. He's oh, he's still, still got a couple years on the contract. I think he's let got, him go, yeah, yeah, he's just making their money. He, he wrote me an uh, email once saying that he's, his new job is he's the king of lunch. And I yeah. thought that was a great line. Uh, but since I don't watch his show anymore because I don't really like Anderson Cooper, uh, it has really cut down on my uh, Erica Hill knowledge. And, you know, I have a big crush on Erica Hill, and I don't see her that much because I don't watch her show on Headline News. And, but she always was the update person and very good and, and uh, did a lot of time in San Francisco. And, was um, that, that the woman who wrote to you once or something? Yes, I, and, and she said I, I invited her to dinner, home, right? and yeah. she said that uh, she, she would come out and you know, she's married. So we'll, maybe we'll do a 4 It would be friendly, friendly dinner. Very right? friendly. Her husband, my wife, will all go out, and we'll have a, Erica Hill if you listen to this. The offer still stands. She's accepted. Next time she's coming out, we'll, we'll have dinner. Erica Hill, if you're listening to this. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and if you want to call on. in, Erica can, can, Hill. Can, can the, we suggest a book? The number is uh, 888-SFC-TVTM. Maybe she'll leave a, a message there. Oh, I wouldn't. Would I love that? Oh, yeah, my God. We, we could play that over and over, over like it was the Jamal again. video that would be on our CNN. That would be our most listened to podcast. <laughs> uh, hello. I'd like to talk to someone. I had stopped my paper, and I wanted to start in, in the morning. Hello? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> nope. yeah. She doesn't want her paper anymore. No, she doesn't want her paper. Once again, though, it shows that people are reaching out to the TV talk machine to help them with all their problems. To solve all their problems. And you know what? I'm going to uh, make sure that... Uh, no, we can't have her to stop the paper. If she stops the paper, I'm not going to get paid. You're not going to get paid. Well, she could read online. She yeah. could. She could. I, I don't know I, how I, to solve her problem. But you know what? I think, that, I think this, this indicates that we need to have. I need to have like a beeper, or a, uh, do they still sell beepers? I need sure. like a like a direct line to call me at home. You got a problem on Friday night? Maybe that this number should forward to you. Forward if to people my, like my nine cell. p.m. If people want to know why six degrees isn't on on Friday, yeah, on it goes Friday. right to my cell. Yeah, I could be at a restaurant. Yeah, I could be having a margarita. Yeah, and I put it down. What's your problem? I'll, I'll put it out right then. How yeah, about that, could, that? that could be great. Sort of a TV superhero. You could come in and answer questions. Don't I know it, Mr. And I could wear Jonathan Reesmeyer's tights. (laughs) After he had, of course. Wow. That's what... A new low point wow, for is, uh, TV. We talk started machine. so high. We this, did. We were we were up on our soapboxes. Vaguely intellectual discussion, and then we that wind up in Jonathan Reese Myers tights. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's it's no it's no <laughs> use trying. For another stellar version of uh, TV Talk Machine, tune in next week, and uh, we will Who, enlighten who's on, you. Who's on next week? Do you know? I you? think you're on. <laughs> for more for more questions, maybe I'll have a. It'll be an interview with Jonathan Reese Myers. Uh, when I cross the line. A late night podcast. Late night podcast. All right, everybody. See you then.